Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So this weekend, Corey and I went to this like adventure park. It was kind of like just like a entertainment park kind of thing, amusement park. Um, but we went this weekend and the most random kind of obscure BTS related thing happened. Really? <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was very strange. But we were standing in line for this mountain coaster, which mm-hmm. is just this roller coaster that goes down a mountain, which is like something I've always wanted to do. As we were waiting in line, there was like a safety video mm-hmm. on all of the like different rules because there's like brakes on it and all this stuff. So we had to stand in line and it was on repeat just continuously. And after a little bit, I noticed that the tune played in the background over this safety video was identical to Pluto 134340. No. I fucking identical. What? To the point, to the point where Corey and I were standing in a line and I just I had to do it. I started humming the song to the to the like video. And Corey wow. caught on and he goes, this is just like that BTS song. Like, Corey recognized it. And so we were both, like, singing Pluto together in line to the safety video. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Oh, my God. I tried to take a video of it, like, to record the the background sound of it, but it just wasn't working out because there was so much background noise and stuff. So then I tried to look on YouTube to see if there's safety videos online, but it's not. But I'm telling you, it's exactly the same. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Isn't that so like did they like steal BTS's music to put and also how random. How random, like some right? random mountain roller coaster in South Dakota. Yeah. Keystone, South Dakota. Uh Weird. I think I forgot the name of the place. But isn't that strange? That's strange. That's kind of cool though. Yep. At the same time. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole weekend, Corey and I have been listening to 134340. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great song. It is a great song. So welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yeah, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. 
What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, BTS is on a break after a successful tour, and I couldn't be happier that our kings are finally getting some rest. Yes, happy that they're getting to rest, finally. (laughs) Or... Thank you, Park Jimin, for posting JK's workout video so we can just watch <laughs> and admire his muscles repetitively on loop. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am so here for that. And if you are, too, then you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we are doing a Q&A episode, something that we haven't ever really had time to do before mm-hmm. um, because we've always felt like we were keeping up with BTS. But mm-hmm. BTS is being kind of quiet right now. So we thought we'd spend today telling you a little bit more about ourselves. Um, on social media, we asked if you had any questions for us and we had a tremendous response from so many of you. You guys asked some wonderful questions. Um, we are going to answer as many as we can in today's episode and we are so excited. Mm-hmm. They're really good questions. Like reading over yeah. them and seeing them being tweeted at us or DM'd on Instagram. It was really just fun reading over them and collecting them and Kayla, you really piled them into this document, but just getting to go through it was so fun. So I'm really excited to go through and actually answer the questions. Yeah, super fun. But before we get into it, we have to thank you wonderful, amazing armies for being here and for supporting us. If you're a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by telling people about the podcast, by writing a review... Um, And then if you want to go above and beyond and show us a little bit more support, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing BTS podcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. We're glad you're here listening. We're glad you guys sent in questions. And we're Mm -hmm. really happy to be able to share a little bit about us and more, you know, about our personal lives, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think we're going to begin just with a really brief overview of ourselves Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of background info, like if this is day one listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. just, you know, some things that you might have heard throughout yeah. our episodes, but... Or if you bounce you know, around episode to episode yeah. based on your interests, topics that we discuss, yeah. Right. So we're both from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently live in Kansas City uh, with my husband, Jordan, and we have... A dog and two cats and he works in a restaurant and I'm a teacher and we have a cute little life going on here. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) A really lovely life. Um, Yeah. I am, like you said, from St. Louis. We met in Kansas City and now I travel for work as an occupational therapist. Um, So I am currently in Rapid City, South Dakota. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, Corey's my husband. We have mm-hmm. a pug named Hazelnut, but she's not with us right now. Uh, she's staying with my parents, which is a real bummer. Never again. <laughs> Never again. We're taking her everywhere next time. Uh, and yeah, Corey 
just kind of does work wherever he can find it. He mostly does environmental mm-hmm. work. Uh, that's what he got his degree in. But yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we just have some questions in front of us that we're going to read off and both kind of answer. Some of them will end up answering kind of together. Some of them will have our own answers, mm-hmm. but we're just kind of going to go back and forth and get into this. Yeah, I'm, this I'm ready. Be, I think this is going to be really fun. <laughs> yeah, it will be for sure. Okay. So question number one, how did you meet? Okay. So Kayla and I both went to the same university in Kansas City. We were both mm-hmm. freshmen, fresh meet. I believe it was like during <laughs> freshman orientation week, that week. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Wow. Because uh, that's when I met Alex, the mutual friend mm-hmm. who we ended mm-hmm. up meeting through. Uh, I'm pretty, maybe it wasn't through freshman orientation, but it was definitely towards the beginning of freshman year. It was year. towards... Yeah, I didn't think that it was that early, but it was probably towards the beginning of the f- semester yeah. for sure. Yeah. I know that I met my freshman in science is when I met Alex. And I remember mm-hmm. her taking me from there to her dorm room, which you were mm-hmm. her roommate at the time. Totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I was her roommate. Yeah. And... uh one day uh, she just texted me and she was like, hey, you know, have like these other people come over. I just met somebody new. Um, you know, we're going to come over and hang out in the dorm. And you guys had met like on the hammocks outside of the science building or yeah, something. Yeah, we had known each other from freshman in science. But yeah, that's right. We were on the hammocks. And that's when mm-hmm. I decided to come in and hang out with you guys. Yeah, which was really cool. So mm-hmm. then you just came over and I just I just remember you sitting on the bed across from me mm-hmm. and just kind of like we were hanging out, but I know I'm really weird around new people always mm-hmm. and um you know, I think it took <laughs> us a long time to like warm up to each other. It did. And so our friendship really grew when we both joined the same sorority. We had a lot of the mm-hmm. same friends, so we were around each other a lot. But then this mutual friend who we met through really, I don't think, liked that we were getting along. And she yeah. kind of pinned us against each other and was really um, kind of, I don't know, she was just not nice. She was not nice to either of us. And so ultimately, we kind of bonded over that. And a lot of Mm -hmm. us in that friend group kind of bonded over that, thinking, wow, she's trying to dominate all of our lives and pin us against each other. And it's just like really shitty shit. (laughs) Right. Uh, So So, that's really how uh, we we, bonded. We really got mm -hmm. close after that. Yeah. I think we had a couple of just really good interactions and kind of things that fed off of that friendship that fueled both of our fires where we just both had felt so wronged and we talked about it Mm -hmm. and realized that it was happening to both of us. And like, I think that was really powerful. And then we just started hanging out more and, uh, through over, over time became like really trusted friends with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's how we met and came (laughs) to be really good friends. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Do your families or parents know about your podcast, BTS, etc., and do they listen to it? 
Of course they know. Of course <laughs> my, I mean, my family knows I talk about it frequently with like my siblings and my cousins and um, my parents know. I don't think that they, I don't think anyone in my family listens. Um, I think they like know what a podcast is. Obviously like my siblings know and like listen to their own podcast or whatever, but like uh, I think they're supportive. I think my dad said he listened to like one episode, which truly I was like, please don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they don't listen to my knowledge and I am happy to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> family knows about the podcast and they do not listen, but I will say my dad listened to a couple episodes right at the beginning. Uh, very supportive. My mom, I believe, listened to an episode as well. Uh, Brittany, my, I have two sisters, Brittany and Bridget, uh, Brittany, Mm -hmm. she was like the intro to the podcast for a little bit. (laughs) She also guest hosted on the podcast for one episode. Um, but Mm -hmm. I don't think she, she, there's no way she listens anymore, which is fine. But just like you said, everyone in my family is super supportive and they think it's, I mean, I think my mom brags a little bit to her friends that I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know if anyone in my family would, but I know Jordan has like told people about it. Mm-hmm. Like if he's ever met somebody like at work or something that likes BTS, he like talks about our podcast, but even he himself does not listen. Like yeah. I don't even know if he listened to the episode that he was on. Really? Oh, so, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, would you consider yourself an avid fanfic reader or do you mostly do it for podcast episodes? I would say that I used to be more into reading fanfic Mm -hmm. when I was first getting into BTS. Now, I do not read as much fanfic. I feel I really want to. I wish I read more of it and I really enjoy reading it. But I would not say that I'm an avid fanfic reader to this day. Mm -hmm. Not at all. So, yeah, mostly do it for the podcast episodes. I do follow, and so do you, Kayla. We both follow uh, the Webtoon series. What is it? Omega Leadernim? Omega Leadernim. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of like a fanfic. Um, I think that's totally a fanfic. But it's on Webtoon, which is just, I think, different because most people are on AO3 or mm-hmm. whatever the other one is, the Wattpad. That's a big one. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't consider myself an avid fanfic reader either. I consider myself like a lover of fanfic, like an enthusiast. Like I mm-hmm. think that fanfic writers are like many of them really good at what they do. Oh, yeah. And I think it's such a creative way to like express like your love for a, for a group. Like, I, I love fanfic, but I don't read it often, like mainly just when it's time to start hunting for a fanfic for an episode. You know, there's been a few times here and there, but just truthfully, I don't read that often for mm-hmm. fun. Like I read other stuff. So, yeah, yeah. not really. Definitely on the, sadly. on the same wavelength with you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. What other music do you listen to? Um, so (laughs) I'm really bad at like listening to a lot of music at once. So really for like the past two plus years, I've been listening to mainly BTS. Mm -hmm. Um, I still like have love for like certain artists 
where they if they come out with something new i'll listen but i'm not like avidly listening mm-hmm. um like i've always loved maroon five i i love kesha i love um j cole kendrick chance and so when they come out with new music i listen i've kind of been listening to lil nas because like lil nas x because like obviously old town road is like blown up yeah. like who hasn't been listening to him <laughs> but like i don't spend a lot of time like i'll listen to the songs like mm-hmm. a few times it's nothing like it's just bts and it takes up so much time yeah it does <laughs> there's so so much music to listen to from bts yeah. Uh, the other music that I listen to, if you guys don't already know, I love the Beatles. Uh, so mm-hmm. I do regularly listen to the Beatles and BTS. I, those are my two main things, two main artists that I listen to. But I do listen to a couple other artists. I will say on Spotify, they have a lot of like playlists that are suggested towards me. And a lot of times I'll just go to those and listen mm-hmm. to to that music. So I listen to a variety of different artists, but I don't really actually listen to specific artists or go and look for certain songs. But I will say, like, I really like Maroon 5, too. They're, mm-hmm. they're ones that I will go and listen to, especially songs about Jane. That album is, like, one of my all-time that, favorite like, albums. Their first album yeah. was, like, I still think it's their best album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's such a masterpiece. Yeah. It's so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do like my fair share of like alternative boy band kind of stuff. Yeah, you do. I like my 303, <laughs> even though they don't really oh, make yeah. much music anymore. Same with All American Rejects. But that kind of like alternative <laughs> music, I still go and listen to that uh-huh. sometimes if I'm feeling a little edgy. But yeah, mostly oh, BTS. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just don't get tired of it. Like anytime Mm -hmm. that I would stop listening to an artist in the past and move on to somebody else, it's like, I'm tired of it, but I Mm -hmm. have not gotten tired of BTS. Oh, and I definitely like my sixties music, fifties, sixties music. I will go and listen to that a fair amount, but that's just a collage of artists from that, that time Mm -hmm. period. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, before getting into BTS, were you in any other fandoms or did you stan other artists? Okay, yeah. So for this one, I'm just going to have to say the Beatles. Yeah, and of I, course. And I really, I was a part of like Beatlemania only now, <laughs> not back when it was <laughs> taking place. Uh, right. I remember <laughs> falling in love with, I saw her standing there, I saw that, and then I just fell down the rabbit hole of the Beatles and mm-hmm. listen to all of their albums, downloaded all their albums, bought all their albums, watched their anthologies, watched every little documentary I could get my hands on just to see any sort of footage of them. I bought Help, A Hard Day's yes. Night. I was like full blown <laughs> Beatles. My room had, was like designed yeah, like Beatles. Beatles artwork in your room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I will have to say that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me that you like watched a documentary and you were like, I would have totally, totally been a part of Beatles mania if I were alive back then. Oh, and yeah. like, I mean, I believed you at the time and now, and now look at us. Yeah. You know, those, yeah. those armies that got to be a part of, oh shit. What was the show that BTS went on and they reenacted the Beatles kind of. Oh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, when they were on there and they mm-hmm. dressed up 
armies in the audience from the 60s and they had signs. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. if I could have been a part of that, I I just feel like my life would be fulfilled at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been incredible for mm-hmm. you to be at. Yeah. Um I didn't. I never was like a part of like any fandom you know I didn't even know about the concept of like standing anything <laughs> um like I I just didn't I liked music that I liked and I just kind of like but I wasn't like in a music community mm-hmm. and in fact like when I was in college and you, you and I had some girls in our sorority who were like super into One Direction super like, into One Direction yes super into One Direction <laughs> and like they were and I never listened to One Direction I think I liked like two of their songs and would listen to those but like these I'm not hating because literally it's us now mm-hmm. but like when we were when we would go to like chapter meetings and they would like be playing One Direction music videos like for like the first 15 minutes before chapter started and dancing at the front of the room I was just I was the person yeah. sitting in the back rolling my eyes we like both being were. like this we is were so sitting fucking... next to each other rolling our eyes <laughs> saying like what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, like how can they be this way about this this boy band mm-hmm. and you know and now here i am here we are <laughs> episode 78 of the podcast <laughs> about about a boy band um but no i was never yeah. a part of any fandoms i just thought i'm i thought that over the top like fangirl was so crazy and mm-hmm. like i couldn't fathom yeah I think yeah. I just, I found that fangirl within you. I don't know how I found it, but I'm glad I, I did. I don't know what you did to me. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I definitely have that fangirl aspect to me. Always yeah. have. Always have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you did also. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. What music video would you show to someone if you wanted them to get into BTS and or K-pop? Um, okay. So... K-pop in general, I have shown people Seventh Sense by NCTU Mm -hmm. because I think that that video is so visually stunning and I really enjoy the music in it as well that I think like it gets anyone intrigued. So K-pop in general, that's what I've shown people. BTS now... Fake love, maybe? Like, damn, fake love is so good. Mm -hmm. Um boy with love maybe but like fake love just has something special about it yeah yeah Yeah, I agree with that I had asked I think on Instagram quite some time ago when I had made friends with one uh, one of my friends in Washington when I was doing my stint there and I had asked people what should I show her to get her into BTS like what what music video Um, the music video that sold her was Blood, Sweat and Tears which to me, I think is a little risky yeah. because of the the beautiful aesthetics to it with them being mm-hmm. males, I think is very hard for the American general population to grasp grab hold of. Mm-hmm. But she was different. Like she loved yeah. uh, Korean dramas and all of that. So I think she was kind of already in tune to it. So when she saw mm-hmm. Bloods Winter, she was like, oh, my God. But she was previously (laughs) inoculated. Yeah. 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 Um, That's a tricky one. I want to say fake love, too, because to me, it's the most visually aesthetic, but not so in your face. Mm Kind of like DNA is so much color. 
Uh, and yeah. it's beautiful. And Idol, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Idol is chaotic as shit. I think that would yeah, like. <laughs> I think if I showed someone Idol and that was the first BTS video they saw, or just K-pop in general, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "This is so much. This is over stimulation. Like, mm-hmm. how can you watch and enjoy this? Mm-hmm. You know." So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then for K-pop, uh, I really do like to show "Bumbaya" by Blackpink. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good mm-hmm. one. It's a a really fun song. Has BTS or ARMY taught you anything without... Sorry. Has BTS or ARMY taught you anything that without standing you would have never realized? Hmm. Uh, I feel that BTS has really taught me a lot. And this is going to sound really cliche and unoriginal, but loving myself, I don't think I've really thought about that much. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then something that army has taught me is really just the power in numbers and the power mm-hmm. in a community of, of something that is just like, we have made such an impact on the charts and stuff for BTS. I mean, I mean BTS has gotten there too. They deserve to be there, but mm-hmm. I think our passion and our love for them and their music and their message to me shows that there really is like we can make a difference there's an impact yeah that that yeah, for sure. that numbers can can have yeah i think that army has taught me much the similar thing mm-hmm. um or much the same thing just because like the just seeing them on twitter seeing army move in a situation collectively as a group and it's not even that it's it's almost like a hive mind it's not even that we have to like necessarily all communicate like they this person said this about bts everybody go attack or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just like we see like the australian news company thing like that clip everybody just went on there and it wasn't being it wasn't being nasty it wasn't name calling it wasn't like giving it back to them it was just blatantly telling them how wrong they are and how like misplaced this is and i just think the power of army is so incredible Mm -hmm. um and especially like to do positive things like we've seen donations we've seen like big army get-togethers in communities where people don't feel like they have any other army and it's just cool Mm -hmm. um it's cool to see army look out for each other Mm -hmm. um bts has taught me so much like you said like i think something that they've taught for me is forgiving myself because i'm really hard on myself and i Mm -hmm. don't let myself feel accomplished like if i do something i'm just like well okay i was supposed to do that anyway so now on to the next thing yeah but i'm never really i'm not like ever proud of myself for doing anything Mm -hmm. um so bts has like taught me to do that to be proud of what i do and um some of like yungi's lyrics talk about like forgiving your past self and that those have really hit me and mm-hmm. um yeah just like you said yeah. the concept of loving myself too mm-hmm. uh, i think that's the big overall image is what they've mm-hmm. given us the big message because with every single member i feel that they bring me a certain 
you know, like they just help me in a different way. Every single in one a of different them. Way. And yeah. I think I've discussed this before. I went through each and every member and how they've motivated me or changed me or has taught me something like Taeyong really just being who he is to yeah. it, to the bone, like just absolutely himself. Like I just admire that. And I look up to him for that. Same with like mm-hmm. a lot of the other members, like Hobie's idea of just being so hopeful uh, mm-hmm. and being happy and, and bright. Yeah. yeah, it definitely. I, there's a lot that BTS has taught me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, we could do a whole episode on just that question. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost um, endless. And it's not like the love yourself, like love self-love concept is something that other artists haven't done or aren't talking about you know like Mm -hmm. I mentioned Kesha earlier like her rainbow album is really heavily about like Mm self-love and stuff and when that album came out it really meant something to me Mm -hmm. and like Lizzo now is like she's really popular for like body positivity but Mm -hmm. like you know BTS is also a constant and we have so many more feelings for them so Mm -hmm. when each one of the members, like you said, brings something else to the table that we can see within ourselves, you know, and mm-hmm. reach for, you know, like that magic shop, reach for that little extra when we need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like each member yeah. can do that for us. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Next question. What are some other things you two love to do as friends that aren't related to BTS? Um. Okay. So I guess I really want to talk about some things that I've thought about for this question that we did in college when we were like really bonding and becoming Mm -hmm. close friends because often when I miss you, I think back on like our roots, like where we started. So like (laughs) something that like we used to do um, that became more and more like our thing in Kansas City at least was like Mm -hmm. driving around, just taking drives. And it was something that you told me, like, you really enjoyed doing previously. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just helps you, like, clear your mind and you just enjoy exploring. And so we did Mm -hmm. that. We did that quite often. And um, I just always really enjoyed that. Um, And we got to, we would do that. We would... um, listen Let's to music see. we listen to music when yeah. we were driving around of course 303 um we would watch movies at the at your condo yeah fucking mama mia mama mia one of the best <laughs> milan rouge for sure mm-hmm. uh, musicals i guess is yeah. something that we enjoyed you know kind of going and seeing together Mm-hmm. Um, we like going out together. We don't ever get to do it anymore, which is unfortunate, but, uh, yeah. we do enjoy going out, uh, just talking and drinking and being with friends, mm-hmm. talking about BTS on the side, <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, once we discovered bts once you showed them to me a lot of our hanging out before you moved back to st louis and before you started traveling Mm -hmm. was centered around like just hanging out watching bts Mm -hmm. videos and like full-on fangirling and because you moved away and because we were going to be separated and long distance friends Mm -hmm. that's why we started the podcast yeah definitely but um a big part of yeah i'd say something else that we we did a fair amount as we would actually, we worked out together a fair amount. 
We did. That was a, that we was were a good motivators. Big chunk of our, our friendship that we did together was just going to the yeah. gym. BTS was yeah. involved even then because <laughs> I remember yeah. we would turn on fire or dope or some <laughs> shit and, or not today and be like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We would uh, go hiking together too yeah, when hiking. it was nice out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we almost got murdered one time. No big deal. We, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, really yeah. just everything. We did it all. Anything. We went to the mall together. Like, we, went we went to, to formals together. went to all sorts of different things. Yeah, if one person texted and said, Hey, you want to do this thing? Yeah. We pretty much did it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the, the most special part of when we were first becoming friends and like developing our friendship were those late night drives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Do you have tips for maintaining a long distance friendship? Um, for me, I think just making, the time. See, this is this is interesting for me because all my friends now are long distance. Mm-hmm. For you and I, it is not hard. I feel that we talk more now that we're apart than we did mm-hmm. when we were together. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with just I text you about my day or some BTS yeah. thing happens and we have to talk to each other about it. Uh, it is truly strange if we get to the end of the day and like I open my text messages mm-hmm. and we haven't talked yeah. like, yeah, I will most likely wake up in the morning from a text message from you most <laughs> likely. And so it just starts there. It just like starts from there and I respond to your right. message and then it just goes throughout the whole day. So I guess you could say texting. <laughs> texting <laughs> is a big part of why we still are able to, I mean, this podcast is a big part of why mm-hmm. we're able to maintain. For me, all my other friends are long distance, but I, what I do mostly for that is just, I make a point to reach out to them mm-hmm. because I love them and care about them. So FaceTiming, <laughs> yeah. FaceTiming, FaceTiming dates. Uh, that's really what our podcast episodes have become in research where we just FaceTime mm-hmm. and talk. I do that with yeah. a couple of my other friends. So yeah, just making time to send a text or make a phone call. Yeah. That sounds um, lame. And I feel like no, that should be a better answer for this. <laughs> it's practical. Yeah. Um, I do have something to add. My my friend is in Ohio. My friend Amanda is in Ohio mm-hmm. going to law school. And we were really close before she moved away. And, um, you know... What we do, we're both busy, and especially she's in law school. She's incredibly busy, and she's working on top of being in law school. She's amazing, but we don't talk often. Like, Mm -hmm. we might go uh, a month or so without talking, but, like, you know, one of us will text the other one, like, send a gif Mm -hmm. or say hi or something, and we'll, you know, we'll catch up on text or we'll make a point to FaceTime or talk on the phone for a half hour or something. But I think what's important is knowing that even if you and your long distance friend don't talk often, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you aren't friends anymore. All it takes is reaching out and saying, Hey, I miss you. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Mm -hmm. And let's talk when we can. I know we're both busy. Mm -hmm. And you know, like sometimes people think you don't care about them anymore or they don't care about you anymore. You Mm -hmm. might think since you haven't talked in a while, but it's so not true. So I think just reminding yourself of that reach out you know Mm -hmm. reach out to people for sure it's a good answer (laughs) Mm. (laughs) 
Okay. What BTS song most describes your relationship? So is this our relationship? Like you and I's relationship? I think this is you and I. Yeah. So this is super difficult. And I've thought about this. I thought about this for a while earlier. I I looked up some songs. (laughs) I think we're going to have different answers too. And I don't, truthfully, I don't have an exact answer Mm -hmm. because I can go super like mushy gushy with like a, like a hold me tight or like a two, three or something Mm -hmm. like that. But you know, truthfully, I was thinking about the love yourself tear album. Girl. Yes. I was like, yes. that I, I literally just pulled up on my computer, like the entire track list for tear. Yeah. So (laughs) earlier I thought about this album because I feel like this album both means a lot to you and I, Mm -hmm. and we really love this album. And I was looking at the track list and this is going to sound silly because there are so many incredibly deep and amazing songs on that mm-hmm. album. But the first song that I can't get out of my mind when I think about you and I is so what? Yes. <laughs> we don't have different answers. That's crazy. We wait. No, we, you have the same answer. Yes. Because <laughs> many, many reasons why it is so what, because and I think for the same reason. For oh, my God. I'm like freaking out. Isn't that really, really bizarre that that became like the song that describes our relationship? <laughs> I love this so much. It's So the reason why it came to my mind was because you and I have been through so much mm-hmm. shit. Like <laughs> externally, like that ex-friend, mm-hmm. you know, all the shit we went through with that, like that we went through and we really came out of that good friends. Mm-hmm. But even just like through having this podcast and like the fights we've got in when we were still really learning how to communicate with each other Mm -hmm. and like all that we've been through I just like think about this song and I'm like so what like everything is awesome everything's fine and what when we were doing the research for tier I was living in St. Louis you were living in Kansas City I had driven all the way to Kansas City to like do research together because we really wanted to record it together and I really wanted to as well but you had like a friend who was like having something going on out at like Westport where the bars were Mm -hmm. and we hadn't really gotten to sit down and go through the whole album yet and just the research was stressful you were stressed out I was stressed out we like both cried we both realized that we like had to figure out some sort of middle ground and all this mm-hmm. was going on while we were listening to the track list for tear. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we finally made it through the album uh, before we agreed. Like I was like, I'll go out with you. And so we ended up going out together but we both kind of agreed at the end that so what was like whatever. Like we were yeah, like, like we didn't really care about no, it. No, we didn't. And yeah. when we went out that night and we had gotten a lot of the research done, we were feeling good, we had made up, we were just having a blast, drinking, being with friends, and you and Dancing. I you and I were really just joined at the hip, still, not really talking to anyone mm-hmm. else, and we were singing so what the entire night. It was stuck in we our were- heads. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like being on the patio mm-hmm. at Harpo's and turning to you and being like, you know what song is in my head? And then we both started singing. So, yeah, like it was crazy and bizarre. And I can't believe that we both thought of this song. Like out of all songs, I was expecting I you so to much. mention something else. 
off mm-hmm. of tear. I was thinking, okay, she's probably going to mention something off of tear just because I just felt that because that was really our first album that we dove in together. But mm-hmm. yeah, so what was the one I chose as well? Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy well. that that is the song that most describes. Maybe it doesn't describe our relationship, but... It does, to an, though. To like, an extent, yeah. To an extent. The feeling and the vibe of it, and also, like, the translations and, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I think for sure, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that we both picked it, it's totally us. Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you ever struggle trying to manage time between keeping up with BTS and the podcast and with your personal lives and jobs? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, especially when BTS is like really coming out with a lot of stuff. It can be really hard to keep up with. If they're tweeting a bunch, Bonton videos are being put out. Uh, there's like tons of new fan camps. Like I used to watch a lot of fan cams when I was first getting into BTS. And now I feel like mm-hmm. I see them on Twitter, but I don't actually go and watch like the full fan cam that is like uploaded on YouTube or something. Uh, so Same. even like that kind of content, I just feel like, Ooh, I'm really out of the loop, but the podcast, I enjoy the podcast. So I enjoy mm-hmm. doing the research for it. So I think that keeps me in tune with BTS. And then also I think the podcast has become a part of my routine. It's a part of mm-hmm. my routine. It's so it makes the time managing the time isn't really that hard anymore, except for like last week when we had two episodes and they were big episodes, <laughs> uh, yeah. especially the American Hustle Live, you know, things like that. It can be a little stressful and overwhelming, but we always are like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll just record it a day after or whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But and then we also have gotten Corey to help edit with the podcast. And that has Mm -hmm. been a huge stress reliever. Yeah. Ever since Corey has, you know, agreed to edit a lot of the episodes, Mm -hmm. it has been so incredible and such a huge stress relief. Like, I think it just makes it so much easier um, on us because it was, it was for a while difficult to be like, all right, we're going to record and then I'm going to spend all week editing and then post. And then I'll have like one day where I don't have to think about what we're going to do on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then we have to research again. So it was, you know, that's stressful. So Mm -hmm. having Corey edit is incredible. Um, but it can't be hard. It can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And editing can be difficult. Um, but um, as far as like keeping up with BTS, I'm always on Twitter, so I'll <laughs> generally see most things. But like I like you, I don't really go watch fan cams anymore. Like I'll see clips on Twitter, mm-hmm. but I never really know what the source is. Um, I don't really struggle to keep up with my personal life or job. Like like you said, it's it's routine. Yeah, you know, and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but I will say, yeah. if you would have asked this question, maybe back in. I don't know. December. December or a little before yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've become good at what we do now. We've gotten the hang of it. We've got our routines. We have our little rituals mm-hmm. and now it's become like clockwork kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone asked how I am liking my job as a travel OT and that if it mm-hmm. is stressful to move around. 
I <laughs> love, love being an occupational therapist. And I love and have a huge passion for helping the geriatric population uh, gain the strength and endurance they need to get back home and the safety they need to be able to get back home. That is like, mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about it. So naturally, everywhere I go, I have that to to help me get through the tough times. Changing facilities, right. meeting new people, get having to work with new people, having to gain the customs of how things are run in certain facilities, very hard. New city, yeah. new people all the time. It's tr- it's it is hard and it's stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after a while I get I adjust to it and I be- mm-hmm. and the people I meet I end up eventually finding the people I really like. But you kind of have to weed through the people cuz you're naturally going to find people you don't get along with. Um right. so I do love travel OT and mm-hmm. Yes, it can be stressful, but really I'm getting to see so much. All my weekends are always filled with lots of fun. I'm meeting new people all the time. I love like that kind of uh, exposure to different culture, like the Pacific Northwest, very different from Missouri, also Mm -hmm. very different from Rapid City, South Dakota and Mm -hmm. all the way around. So I, I just love it. I love getting to, to experience change pretty much mm-hmm. continuously. It's a big challenge. I've learned a lot about myself. I've had to overcome a lot. Uh, I definitely have struggled with my mental health with this last rotation, but I think it's been, it. even though it was a challenge, I think I've really overcome it and mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about myself and how to manage my anxiety. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you. It's you good. are really, really good at adapting and like, you know, and and finding your people in every place and mm-hmm. finding happiness wherever you're kind of posted. Yeah, and it's cool to see all the adventures you get to go on. Yeah, it's really it's worth it. And of course, yeah. at the end of the day, even though I'm like, oh, my coworkers, this or oh, the blah blah blah, like just shitty things. At the end of the day, I mostly have really good stories, like man, I helped my patient do this today or my patient now can do this and they weren't able to do that or my patient got to go home today and just really awesome stuff. Yeah, so incredible thing. Like the things that you do are so important, you know? So I love my job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I was asked, Kayla, have you had any moments since you got your teaching job that really affirmed this is the right career for you? Or were there moments that really tested your decision? So um, I definitely had like, I had like a handful of moments throughout the entire school year that were tough. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like two, like really, you know, a few really hard days. Yeah. But I will say that like, as I was ending the end of the school year, I was just reflecting back a lot on the entire year and all that I had learned and all that I had done and, you know, goals that I had set for myself at the beginning of the year that I felt like I had accomplished. And, um, I realized how much I really truly love it. Mm -hmm. Like I am, I was one of those, I was one of those people who, 
was always kind of told that I could do different things, you know, like, oh, you, you like this, you could do that, or you're good at this, you could go do that Mm -hmm. or whatever. I never really knew specifically what I wanted to do. Um, But when I thought about teaching and I decided to pursue education and being a a teacher, um, the more that I got into it, the more that I realized how much I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And now that I have my first year under my belt, I just absolutely love it. I have not regretted my decision to be a teacher for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Even on the toughest days, I felt like I can overcome it and I would be fine. Um, And just the, the students that I get to work with, getting to teach them, getting to form relationships with them and inspire them and, you know, like teach a content that I just truly love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been wonderful. I'm really glad that I did this yeah. and, you know, it fits you really well. It fits you Thank so you. well. Um, back when we were freshmen, if I would have known and you didn't know at the time that you were really wanted to be a Spanish teacher, teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, just with your personality, um, just how you can be very loving and caring, but you can put a foot down when you need to. I was like, wow, she's going to do really good with high schoolers. Like, I know she, I know she will. Um, and I think something I really admire about you too, is that like, when you set goals, you actually work towards them. And Mm -hmm. I think that is so great that you had goals and I'm not surprised that you had goals at the beginning as a teacher that you actually have come to, to obtain and achieve at, in your first year of teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That means a lot to me. I feel like sometimes I have difficulty with achieving goals that I set for myself. Um, no. And the reason I say this is because we made goals for the podcast and you really mm -hmm. were the one who was like, all right, like we're going to do this. And so, yeah. And yeah. You've really held me accountable to achieving our goals just for the podcast. So I think hmm. it's something I really admire about you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. What are some of your opinions about BTS that you had in the beginning that have changed now that you have grown as a fan? So many things. So many are, things. I mean, I'm going to embarrass myself and put my foot in my mouth so much uh. in this response <laughs> because like really at the beginning, like I thought that Hobie was so annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the War of Hormone dance practice video mm-hmm. and a few of them, I mean, they're really goofy in that video, mm-hmm. but Hobie was like really crazy and like screaming the whole time. Yeah. And just at the beginning, I thought that was so annoying. I was like, oh my God, how could anyone like like him so much yeah. and like oh my gosh how wrong was I like yeah. so wrong mm-hmm. and you know I feel like we all also had like those stereotypical BTS things um like this person's a bad dancer this person yeah. is mean or scary or whatever that we all kind of it's your first thing that you learn about mm-hmm. them is like the stereotypes so those things have really changed those opinions because obviously as we've done this podcast and like learned about all of them so much and studied them every week like those types of stereotypes are Mm -hmm. long gone yeah 
for me, I like that's all the same for me. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. not so much the Hobie thing because I've always really loved Hobie. But <laughs> I know I just hate that. That's how I was. I just um, I really didn't watch that video for the longest time because I was like, oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. Which now I go and listen, and I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like I don't know what my deal but was. But you just weren't exposed to like who he really is. You know, that's just like from an yeah. out, like a outsider perspective. And so like yeah, before you're fully immersed in BTS, I think a lot of us have these kind of similar opinions of bts as we're baby like baby army like that's really what mm-hmm. we are at the time and i think everyone was there at some point yeah for me i think the biggest thing that has changed is probably <laughs> ships and how i view ships yeah i think so too yeah I was, that's a really good one i was really and i still love take cook don't get me wrong i still love take cook but like I had a tendency where if I saw like a G cook thing or if I saw uh, really Jungkook with anyone else but Young, <laughs> I would do this weird little mm, like just dislike or it just would like, it would make me mad. And like it would have an effect on your day. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then it would make me not it would make me feel weird towards Jungkook, which is really stupid. And yeah. now that I look at it, I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Uh, but that's something I've definitely grown a lot as a fan. But I had never, ever been into shipping before. Shipping was so mm. brand new to me. I didn't even, I like had no idea that that was a thing. And I had read me like either. fiction, like Harry Potter and like Percy Jackson. Like I definitely had people I liked to pair, but I never knew it was called shipping. And then it wasn't until... Mm-hmm. I got to see Tay Cook and like their chemistry and just their relationship that I was like, wow, I love this. And then I got really, really invested in it. So yeah, I would say shipping is the biggest thing that has changed for me. Yeah. I think we've definitely both dialed it back more on like Mm -hmm. how hard we ship, you know, Mm -hmm. like I think we're more casual about it and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect us as much in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So, you both had the same bias since you <laughs> got into BTS, but have either of you ever been wrecked so hard it's made you question it? Oh, man. Truthfully, I can't say that I've been wrecked so hard that it's made me question my love for Young. I love Young <laughs> without a doubt. Like, he just... From the very beginning to now, I will say there have been times where I've maybe questioned how much I truly love Young because of my love for another member, which is weird to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the member that I've been wrecked by the most for weird different reasons. <laughs> and a lot of you probably think I'm going to say Jin, but it's not Jin because he is my bias wrecker. Mm-hmm. But the member that continuously stays up in the top of my like little kind of liking list here is J-Hope. Mm, I'm not surprised yeah. at all I in any love kind of way. Hope World. I love just Hobie. Uh, I love his message. I love his energy. Uh, anytime he's on the screen, like I just I just tend to look at him and I there's been times where I really am like Oh, I wish I was a Hobie stan. I really wish I was a Hobie stan. But I'm a Young stan. Mm-hmm. 
till the end, till my death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taehyung um, is my number one. Forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, yes, because like I love Jimin and I like I continue to believe and say truthfully like he is my bias because we have so much similarities yeah. I feel mm-hmm. and like I he was the first one who like really got me but I will say that I am constantly perpetually wrecked by the rap line all of them in different ways mm-hmm. I think Namjoon and Yoongi more than Hobie although he is incredible I like he's just such a good performer but like every time I'm listening to a a song and Yoongi comes in with his rap I'm just like oh my god fuck yes like he's so good he's incredible like Mm -hmm. I you know have this initial like reaction and pulling to him and like he kills me and I think like I think about like the water bottle and like yeah. just seeing him at the concert and oh, I bet. seeing him up close <laughs> at the concert. Mm-hmm. Remember how we were like, he is so fucking stunning. Yeah. Like really does so he take wrecks your me all away. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And Nam June wrecks me all the time because like his wisdom and I just love, I just love his mind mm-hmm. and what he contributes lyrically and philosophically and also his thighs. Like uh, I can't I mean, girl, we're OT7. We love all so it's really <laughs> difficult uh this question it's really hard but yeah i think the reason why Young has really stayed my bias is just like i care about all of their well-beings but if any remotely small thing like is aimed at Young in a negative way i like go into like full mom mode like i get mad <laughs> i get so mad <laughs> and like i get that way with hobie and jen and all of them but with Young, mm-hmm. i'm like really overly hyperly protective of this man who I've never met. Like it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way about Jimin yeah. though. Like I see like a few days ago, I saw some like random hate tweets on, you know, about Jimin and it just made me so mad. I wanted to like <laughs> tweet like, you know, like a thread of, you know, yeah. about like Jimin haters and like yeah. why it's so like there's people that like cut him out of pictures and are like Stan OT6 and it's so nasty and it makes me OT6? so OT6? Oh, fuck yeah, off. What the fuck? Really? Get out of here. <laughs> I know. I know. So I know what you mean. Send them to Taehyung. He'll take care of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay. So, what is your favorite episode from the podcast? So, I have to say that my favorite episode is the Love Yourself Tear Review. Um, I I think you're probably going to say the same thing. Um, Just because you kind of told the story earlier, like the backstory of how we like researched for that. And we had kind of gotten like into a fight before that. Mm -hmm. And it was really emotional, but then we ended up enjoying our night. And then the next day when we actually sat down to like do our research in the morning, and then we had to record before you had to go back to St. Louis, Mm -hmm. like we sat down, we listened to everything again. I just remember sitting on the two couches in the condo and just kind of looking at each other and feeling the music and talking through it as we were mm-hmm. listening. And that time was so special. Yeah. Um, and just that ability for us to talk through it. And I think we just had such good ideas and we enjoyed it so much. And then when we got to record the episode and be together when we were recording yeah. and it was just 
because we had spent all the time talking through it, the whole episode was just a conversation. Mm -hmm. And truly, I mean, I love, I still go back and listen to that episode because like, I just love, I feel like we did the album so much justice and I love Mm -hmm. the story behind, you know, how that episode came to be. I love that. I love that episode too, because of just the emotion that was behind it and like the friendship development that went through, uh, that we went through when we were going into record and research. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of my favorites. I'm having a really hard time picking a favorite, but I can give a couple shout outs because there have been quite a a handful of episodes that have just been memorable. Um, One Mm -hmm. that I have to give a shout out to is our Minjoon ship series episode. That was just one of the best. That was one of the best. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what it was. We were together. I think it's because we both really got sold on it. We've done a lot of ship series since, but that man, we really got sold on that ship. Yeah. Uh, that research was so much fun. That's when mm-hmm. we were really kind of fresh to the podcast and fresh to BTS. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Our They Call Me Idol episode where we watched Idol seven oh times God. in a row plus uh, just yes. every single member. Uh, enjoying every second of it (laughs) that was really that was really fun um and I had like driven from I mean the love yourself answer album had just come out uh we had so much to talk about I was driving from Springfield Missouri to come to Kansas City to see you and just Mm -hmm. things were just right I don't know it was just a good time yeah Uh, that was a good one. Our eating BTS episode. Eating BTS that was, was so fun. That was one of the most um, unusual episodes we've ever, we've ever done. But getting to eat traditional kind of Korean snacks and treats that we've seen BTS eat. Thank you, Grace, again. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I, you know, a lot of other... Now I'm just thinking about Diane and how she sent her box of goodies from Canada, which we didn't do an mm-hmm. episode on. But, like, that was really special. Oh. <sighs> I feel like there's oh, even more, but those those are just the ones that really come to mind. Those are really incredible ones to point out. Mm-hmm. I maybe um, you know, like Mono. our fuck. Mono was good. Mono was good. <laughs> Hope World. Hope World was good. Uh Namsok. We loved Namsok. Yeah, that, that was a really a good, good one. one too. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, they they've been fun. Yeah. It's been For fun. Sure. It's it really it has. has been. <laughs> Okay, um, what is your favorite viral BTS moment since being an ARMY? There's so many viral moments. I did not. (laughs) Ah, shit. This is I have one. Okay, yeah, you go. (laughs) So I thought about this for a minute, and truthfully, I think it was the... um, Oh, fuck. What is that song called now? <laughs> you know the... Oh, the Kiki Do You Love Me challenge, uh-huh. you know, where where J-Hope did the challenge and he was, like, dancing outside the car door mm. and he just did it so well and it was, like, the most retweeted or, like, tweet or something of the year Ooh, and yeah. uh, it was awesome and I loved it so much. And he so got I, think, put in I think that was my favorite. Drake's music video. At the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. I had a couple that I had thought of. I think the Seesaw fan cam of Yoongi has to be up there. Fuck yeah. It has to oh, be up yes. there. That's one of the best. Um, 
Uh, just to add on to that, yeah. what about that little clip of Yoongi just laughing on stage with the we, we, with the the. the Weren't they at what an award it? show or something? And they he were. Like they had laughed. just gotten an award. And it yes, just, oh my God, it, it was, was so endearing. Amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so many viral moments, but yeah, I'll go with that one, the seesaw, because that, that fan cam, didn't it get deleted or is yeah. it back up? It's back up, right? I think it's back up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, man. Okay, mm-hmm. so... How do you deal with negativity within the fandom directed at you or within yourself? Loaded question. Mm -hmm. Um, So negativity within the fandom, because we have the podcast, we have a few different options because we have talked about negative negativity within the fandom on the podcast, on different episodes, whenever the fandom has become super negative and toxic and we just feel like we have to address it Mm -hmm. um because whoever no matter how many people listen if we can talk to you and you can kind of be somebody out there with that same kind of positive message that we want to you know spread then that's Mm -hmm. awesome um on twitter you know if i see it on twitter or like on instagram or whatever i just ignore it um sometimes i will tweet in responses or whatever or stand up for people if i can if i see something like that happening but like mostly if it doesn't directly affect me especially if it's like something with another fandom or something like that like i just won't really get involved Mm -hmm. um Directed at me, I tell myself, I I kind of act and mostly believe that I don't really care what other people think um, about me. If it's somebody close to me, if it's somebody who I have a relationship with and I care about, then of course it affects me. And of course, like that makes me feel terrible. If someone Mm -hmm. feels negatively, I want to reconcile that. But if it's somebody that I don't know that feels negatively towards me, then I really don't care. Um, and then within myself, I'm still trying to figure that one out. It's, uh, something that I struggle with, to be honest, most days, Mm -hmm. you know, just like not having negative self-talk. And like I kind of talked about earlier, like being proud of myself for doing something, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that's still a work in progress. Yeah. And I think it is for a lot of us. So, yeah. Uh, how I deal with negativity within the fandom. I bitched to Kayla. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but mostly, yes. Uh, yes, we bitched to each other for sure. <laughs> my, I think my biggest pet peeve with the negativity and the fandom is when armies, for no reason, no real good reason, are mean to other armies. Mm-hmm. That I don't understand. I get yeah. there's an age gap, but like, there's an age gap. Don't get mad at someone who's really, really young for saying something that's like not very logical. Like just it, like, don't get upset about it. And then vice versa. Like d- there's like young armies who get mad at older armies and just, it's all weird. And, and like the ageism. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't get that. And then, uh, yeah, like I'll get on Twitter and I'll just see like, armies being mean or making fun of other armies and it's not like that army really even did anything wrong Mm -hmm. and that's why I I struggle with that I'm like I don't 
I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, cause like BTS has, they've given this message of like loving yourself and being kind to others. And they're like, so kind mm-hmm. to us. Like, wouldn't you just want to be kind to each other? But it just, that doesn't always play out. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's tough. Just, I don't like that negativity. And so how I deal <laughs> with it, I really just kind of talk to Kayla about it. And then that helps me a lot mm-hmm. to get it past does the negativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, negativity that is directed at me. I also talked to Kayla, <laughs> um, especially with everything that went that went on with the the podcast. I did. Uh, I got rid of my social media for a little bit mm-hmm. as a way to kind of cure myself from that toxic negativity because I didn't mm-hmm. need to see it. It didn't make a difference to me. Didn't know these people, you know. So it just is like it dies down eventually, and then negativity within myself. I wouldn't say I am the most negative person. I typically am pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the negativity I would say within myself is, um, I don't know. My own worst enemy really is just my anxiety. That's like the biggest mm-hmm. challenge. So this is kind of a hard question for me, like negativity within myself. I guess I could consider that a negativity. Uh, always worrying about yeah. things that don't matter at all Mm -hmm. and then just letting those worries just pile on top of other worries and then it just makes me awful (laughs) it's it's really crappy Uh, so that's really hard to deal with mm -hmm. so I think within myself like how I kind of cope with that is just self-talk in a positive way and uh Mm -hmm. kind of grounding myself going on hikes that helps a lot for sure Mm -hmm. yeah so finding an outlet and positive self-talk is really good. Yes, positive for self-talk. any kind yes. of negativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How do you get motivation to be positive, healthy, and happy? I think there's a lot of different things that motivate me to be positive, healthy, and happy. I think one of the big motivators is when I'm not positive, healthy, and happy. I mistreat the people around me and I project. Mm. And Mm -hmm. so the biggest motivation for me to be really kind of positive, healthy and happy is that I don't want to be, I feel like I'm a different person when I'm not that way. And I treat my friends and family in a different way than what I normally do. So I think the motivation of just my relationships and my friendships is a big component to why I want to stay positive, healthy and happy. Um, another yeah, that's a really wonderful answer yeah yeah I um I love that like you know that you want to not project your own feelings on other people or treat other people badly because mm-hmm. you you know aren't healthy so you're not being positive or you're not feeling happy um I feel like if I am struggling with motivation mm-hmm. uh to do those things to be healthy because for me a lot of where I get positivity and happiness is through being healthy through feeling 
physically healthy, mentally healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of that for me is like, if I exercise, I feel very positive and happy. Um, If I Mm -hmm. eat well, I feel obviously very positive, healthy and happy. It's can be hard to get motivation to do those things. And so Mm -hmm. what I do, if I don't feel motivation is I reach out to somebody who I know can help motivate me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also okay to say, if you are struggling with motivation to reach out to a friend or a family member or to talk to somebody. Um, I think that's awesome. And that's kind of what I do. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's great. Calling on your loved ones, you know, or Mm -hmm. just saying that, you know, I am struggling right now or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. We both did that for each other this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) I think you were going through a hard time and then today I was going through a hard time, but we both Mm kind of spoke to each other and asked for a little bit of guidance. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we were there for each other. And you, if you struggle with motivation, you probably have someone there for you as well. Whether or not like you feel like you want to pile it on them or something. I yeah. assure you that's not or that how they, they feel don't about care. It. Yeah. That or they don't that care. Like don't no. have the time. Yeah. Of course they care. And of course they have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So last question. Very last question. <laughs> how would your life be different if you didn't have BTS? In so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever would have, you know, stand anyone ever, if mm-hmm. I ever would have gotten, you know, if I would have ever entered that fangirl phase of my life, um, I obviously we wouldn't have this podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you and I would talk as often as we do or be as close as we are. And I, I don't think that we probably would because we mm-hmm. throughout having this podcast and like, having bts to bond over we've learned so much about each other Mm -hmm. um that and we've grown so much as friends that i don't think that we would be as close and Mm -hmm. when through traveling i don't know if we would be talking every day like we are you know Mm -hmm. um so definitely our friendship would be different um and I also just think I would probably have a smaller worldview. I before BTS I thought I had a pretty considerable worldview, but it was really just within the scope of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um but now I think that I have I've connected with people internationally. Mm-hmm. I, you know, regularly keep up with news surrounding BTS and other things going on in Asian countries now. Um so definitely just broadening yeah. my my worldview for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. Is um, Especially our friendship, I think it would be very different. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think about that because I think yeah. our friendship, our friendship definitely is more than BTS. But BTS has been something that we've really even been, we've just been able to deepen our friendship even more through it. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we both had a passion for podcasts and stuff too. So I think we could have kept up with yeah. that, but like, I mean, that's why we decided to make a podcast about BTS. Cause it's two things that we absolutely love. Loved. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But our friendship is the number one, one of the big things that comes to mind. Uh, the music, I just can't imagine my life without their music. I would be missing it so much. I, 
I could, I just, I love their music so, so much. Mm-hmm. It speaks to me. It, uh, it's fun to listen to. There's a, there's a song for any sort of situation. And one of the big things about when a new album comes out is like, when I listen back on those albums, like love yourself answer, I get taken back to Springfield, Missouri, waking up hungover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, when I listen to love yourself tear, I'm taken back to Kansas city with you, uh, just crying and talking about our relationship and how like we can get past this kind of bump in our friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the, the music and even just like individual songs. Like when I listen to airplane part two, I picture Corey laying on the bed and me going, do you hear this right now? Like I just, all these really <laughs> fun parts of my life. I, I think about the concerts mm-hmm. that the traveling I've gotten to do just to go to BTS concerts. Uh, my life would be very different, very, very different. Yeah. And I don't think I'd be as happy. Yeah. I really don't think think I'd be as happy. (laughs) I I think all the things that I missed, you filled in because (laughs) all of that is so true. Like Mm -hmm. I, I would have missed all their music, would not have been as happy. And man, so many things would have been different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a question to end on. I like that. Yeah, this was a really good question. And this was a really, really fun episode of going Mm -hmm. through some of these questions. And I know we didn't get to all of them that were sent in to us. Um, You guys really Mm -hmm. overwhelmed us with the incredible caliber of question that you've sent us. All these questions were really thoughtful. And you guys really thought about us and about BTS and how we've kind of Mm -hmm. grown this like relationship with BTS. And I thought... I loved all the kind of like outside of the box questions too that were just not related to either really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there's a few things that you can do to let us know. Like we said at the top of the episode, you can tell people about this podcast. You can write a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That's huge. We just got on the charts and I think it's because you Mm -hmm. guys, uh, reviewed us, which is so fucking cool. So thank Mm. you guys for your review so far. And if you haven't reviewed us, it'll literally take you two minutes. You just log into iTunes and write a review. And, uh, we just want to thank you for doing that so far. And thank you, um, for being here with us and sending in all these questions. Uh, you can let us know what you think about this episode or any of our previous episodes by reaching out to us on email or on social media. And of course you can find links for all of those things in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts